up, you beautiful bastards? Hope you're having a fantastic Monday. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sardonicast podcast, and let's just jump into it. We're sorry, that was the most oh energetic God. I've ever heard you. Yeah, <laughs> um, it made me I, feel sick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I made you experience something. That's what art's all about, and uh, yeah. that's what we like to talk about on this podcast: mm-hmm. is how art makes you experience things. Sometimes nausea, <laughs> sometimes mostly nausea, yeah. heartburn, yeah. sometimes upset stomach, sometimes diarrhea, misery. Um, mm-hmm. Who am I here with? Ralph from Ralph the Movie Maker. And Alex from I Hate Everything. You know what's crazy? I forgot to introduce myself. Well, who are you then? I'm Adam. You're Adam. For, <laughs> from Your Movie Sucks. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm sick. Hello. I'm kind of out of it. I'm uh, just starting to get something. <clears throat> it's in my throat, for sure. I think it's a cold. And uh, yeah. I, started, I started noticing this when I was playing, playing Beat Saber. A very fun game that I'm having lots of fun. Beat with. Saber. Beat Saber. You don't know about Beat Saber. I I I I do not know about Beat Saber. It's, Is this like an iPhone game? So when it uh, no, it's on uh, it's on the Vive. So it's like for VR. Oh. Um, okay. So and I basically, have a I gotta look this up. Oh, you have to look it up. It's like it's a rhythm game, and you're holding lightsabers, and you the blocks come at you to the rhythm of the songs, and you Ooh. slice through the blocks oh. with your lightsabers. In the direction that is painted on the block, and so it's oh, a so very it's like, it's like oh, thumper. Wow. There's tons of rhythm games out there, but this this is basically perfected rhythm games. It has a yeah. pretty good built-in yeah. soundtrack, oh, but you God. can very easily uh, mod it so that you can get uh, custom songs. So literally, just any random person can upload whatever uh, song they want and, yes! and create the pattern to it. And so. Wow. I uh, I was doing through the fire and the flames and it was pretty fucking difficult, <laughs> but I beat it mm-hmm. and I made a video and uh, take that critical, beat me, faggot, one v one me, asshole. Would you guys recommend the Vive? Oh hell I'm yeah! I'm still not sold on the. That's the thing. It's really expensive. So, and you're not going to be playing that? it all the time. It's a th- it's about a thousand bucks, right, Adam? A thousand bucks. Yeah, it's just about. Or is it and less? You're only it. well. Okay, let's. Y- y- you play it as often as you want to play it. The issue is mm. if you have yeah. if you have the kind of setup where every time you want to use it, you have to move shit around. Then you're gonna mm. want to play it less. But if you have like a a space or a room somewhere that's just dedicated towards it, and you can literally just pick it up and just start playing it whenever, then you're gonna want to play it more often. Yeah. The reason why I love Beat Saber is because you don't need the huge space requirements. Like you, you need the you know it's it works on bare minimum, and you're only facing one direction. Like you don't move around the entire space, and so Mm -hmm. I can I can literally just consider that my exercise for the day. Just put my headset on, play half an hour (laughs) Beat Saber, and not have to clean up my room in order to get the thing started. So yeah. It's it's just everything about it is a pain in the ass to set it up to get like a room <laughs> really specifically it. for it. I've been using it like every day for the past two weeks, though. Oh yeah, I use it all the time too. But the thing is to get through all that, and then when you play a game, you kind of want to have a relaxing experience because you go through a hard day, and then it's like you're fucking running around in the game, punching shit. Sometimes you hit the wall by accident. If you don't pay attention to your boundaries. Yeah, exactly. I never do. I just fucking I hit in all directions. 
but the game tells you where your boundaries are essentially there are these little bars but you always want to push it a little further you always like oh can i reach that i could just fucking and then no you can't and you hit a wall you keep saying you feel like you always want to but you're describing yourself You should be I'm saying, describing myself. Yeah, I'm, just, exactly. I'm probably describing a lot of people who have the same issues with it. It's very inconvenient. I'm sure and it's like, relatable. Just playing a game, sitting down on a couch is much more convenient and more fun, which is why more people do it. But VR is fucking awesome if you can do oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's great. And if you're willing to endure all the all the stuff that's a pain in the ass about it. I'm just doing it for exercise right now because I otherwise I don't get any exercise yeah. <laughs> because I'm just... There's so that mad. running game. What's Editing it called? A sprint? Sprint Saber or something? Oh, I don't sprint know. Factor. Beat Saber is, sprint is plenty of exercise awesome. right now. I have no idea oh, what yeah, the Sprint Factor thing is, though. Alex, you need to get shooting games for it, too. Because, shooting like, games. You like a like a 4v4 multiplayer game where you're just like a SWAT team or something? Those are the right. best. They're like so intense, and everyone's like hiding behind walls and shit. It's great. So. Do you think it is the the future, or is it no. more of a niche? It's it's, it's own novelty. You know, it's it's not like <laughs> yeah. every yeah. game is going to be made for VR. But I would argue that the most immersive experiences will be in VR. You know, there's okay. always going to be yeah. people that want to play it on a on a couch or whatever. And you know what? There's sit down VR experiences too. There's ones where you can play with a controller and just have the headset, and it's just a you're using it as a screen basically. But there's tons yeah. of different experiences you you can get with it. One of my favorite games is kind of like a party game with friends where it's called... Uh, wh- what the fuck is it called? Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes is what it's oh, called. Oh, the bomb one. Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so fucking good. It's so mm-hmm. intense where you have to print out this like 50-page manual or just look it up on your phone. The person with the headset on has to defuse a bomb and everybody else in the room has to like give them instructions on what the fuck to do that's based on the manual and it's really it's really fun it's it's it is. very intense i love it okay you, you got to print out the manual if you want to be even remotely <laughs> successful because then you got to scroll through like 50 pages on your phone yeah it's ridiculous but yeah that's why i don't think it's the future because it's inconvenient but it's i think a different experience one day, yeah, it's a totally different experience. Fucking skydiving is is inconvenient. Because <laughs> it's fun. Like, I'm saying it's not going to replace traditional video games. Yeah, I think we can way, all agree on ever. that. Yeah. yeah. Unless they somehow have a chip that makes it VR, where you can just sit down on your couch and put a chip in your brain. Oh, yeah, right? we should. Or something like that. Or a drug. Or Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, Ready, ready Player yeah, One. Yeah, yeah. Where nothing like makes any sense and it just happens <laughs> because... Where you can like yeah. sit in your lazy boy recliner and somehow be scaling walls and jumping and shit. Getting kicked <laughs> in the nuts and you can feel it with your suit. Mm-hmm. Why would you put that on before a battle? I don't know. Why would you wear the suit that can make you feel pain? I, I already forgot about the whole movie. So yeah, so don't ask me. Well, VR, VR is the future, you know? Yeah. It, it is the most immersive experience you can get in terms of believing that you are somewhere or reacting in, in a certain way you know there's tons of people yeah. who have who have tried to sit down or lean on objects in virtual reality and just fallen over you know yeah that's always fun it takes a while to get used to like once you have it for Ooh, a few yeah. hours you start to get accustomed to it but like i am first, so used it's to like, it it's like you're looking into another dimension or something it's yeah. a very weird feeling it sounds fascinating and a bit terrifying at the same time. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. I want to know what it's like to kill someone with my bare hands. 
What you said about the immersive thing, like it is immersive until you trip over a wire or something, and then you know, there's always going to be stuff on the floor or around you or well, people taking that's you not out true. of the game. No, that's yeah, not I always because I, I have no, problems no, no, with no, no, that no. too. You, you, you're no, saying no, no. All, you can't say always. <laughs> uh huh. You can't say that. I'm usually having a hard time with that fucking wire. They have a wireless adapter. They do now, which I'm gonna have to buy for my birthday or something. I don't know if it's but publicly yeah, available. I, I have yet, just but the they, wire. It exists. One. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It exists. I don't know if it's publicly available. Okay. Well, when that comes out, you know, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. But right so now, you can't you got say there'll always wire be those issues. attached to your headset. Oh yeah, they're gonna get better. But I'm saying right now, you're you can't really I can't really get immersed in mm. it as much as just watching a screen because when I'm watching a screen, there's nothing else bothering me. I can just be in it. And if there's a fucking wire or I keep hitting a wall or there's constantly oh. like a grid when I'm stepping out of bounds, that takes me out of it. Okay. It's well, a maybe, thing. maybe you're not sold on the idea because you haven't tried VR porn. I haven't. Mm. Well, there you go. There are, th- there are those Steam games <laughs> that are just like, it's a naked Japanese woman, right? And you just like, you can look around. I, think I don't that's know. It. <laughs> They're like $5. I'm like, who would buy this as I considered buying it? Speaking of games, <laughs> speaking of the gaming industry, E3 happened recently. Hooray. What What do we think about E3? I know I, uh, I posted a tweet recently saying, I don't think that anyone who watches E3 is allowed to make fun of me for watching the Oscars. And immediately, all of the responses to the tweet were, were trying to disprove what I was saying by making the argument that they're not the same thing, which I was never trying to imply that they were. I was never trying to imply that E3 is an award show, just that they're stupid, unnecessary corporate events that are just big cringe fests for for hype, <laughs> hyping yourself over things that you love because you love a, an industry or a, a media medium. I don't know. They seem they're similar in those ways. It's just they're pointless and dumb and you can always just check the results after that's how i feel yeah did anyone actually make fun of you for watching the oscars yeah sometimes like, who cares like what, yeah. what what you like to watch <laughs> exactly what, whatever and we Everyone's didn't enjoy the different. oscars i mean we enjoyed the cringe we enjoyed yeah. that stuff we enjoyed i've never watched an oscars on. but i've watched many e3s i find them mm. way more exciting yeah yeah the I whole mean, presentation of it is like way more exciting to me yeah way more varied okay. and it's like things you know or there's like a mystery to it whereas with oscars it's like okay so celebrities are getting awards for films that i've seen <laughs> yeah. and maybe i like them or whatever mm. I, I'm, i'd happily just see the list of winners for the oscars but I've, i like yeah. being a part of the e3 thing a bit more very interesting i get that i mean e3 is longer and it, it's probably got more cringe Right. And there's that there's that so competitive aspect as well with like all the different studios like trying to one oh, yeah. up each other with the, <laughs> their events and stuff. That what are they gonna announce? Yeah, it's all it's all pretty cringy. Um, but live events like that always are. So, see, the issue that I have is, it 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 seems from my perspective, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it it seems that even what they wind up announcing and the footage that they show is either so insignificant and vague that it could have just been like a tweet or when they show footage it's always super hyped up and polished and they wind up downgrading it afterwards anyway you know there's great compilations of uh graphical uh downgrading from 
especially uh, Ubisoft or Ubisoft. I don't even know, yeah. know how to pronounce it. I think it's um, Ubisoft. Yes, yeah, that's ubiquitous, all they do. Isn't it? Every game. <laughs> There's a great video by Crobcat, uh, C R O W B Cat. There's a great video on on that channel that you should watch. But it just shows he makes amazing videos. Oh that. yeah, with like yeah, zero really zero dialogue, but tons of commentary just through the editing alone. I love I it. I consider them like short documentaries almost. Like they're so well made. Mm-hmm. I consider it like filmmaking. I don't even think of it as like a dumb internet video. They're so well done how he how he executes them. Yeah. I don't know. I just uh I, I look at I look at what they announce and I see all these videos popping up on Reddit and all I'm thinking is just like these the the trailers still don't really tell me anything. It's just it's an announcement for games that we all knew were coming at some point anyway. You know? Like, hey, they're making another Halo. I suppose, but it's like when a, a trailer for a movie comes out. I know, but you don't release all the trailers on the same day. I just find that so but, weird. But that's the that's like at the a conference, fun of it, though. I guess. It just says text that says Elder Scrolls, what is it, five now? I and guess. everyone goes, yes! I mean, that's what the whole event is, but that's fun. But it's, everybody knew that they were making another one anyway. <laughs> well, well, sure, just, but it's nice to get confirmation with no footage. Oh, I see the fun in it. Are you kidding? A I'm bunch just of trying to understand it. And they all clap at everything, no matter what it is, even if it's fucking Skyrim with Alexa or whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all go, whoa! Because it's a new piece of content. Yeah. I'm not I'm not I trying to I'm not trying to imply that people are incorrect for enjoying something that I don't enjoy. I'm just trying to understand it. Mm-hmm. I just I I can't rationalize it in my own head. It's a it's a hype vehicle. Even though like I I guess I'm kind of excited for some of the things that they announced. What are you excited for then? Um what got your blood pumping? Well, I saw the trailer for uh Halo Infinite. Not excited for that because I don't trust 343 Industries anymore. I saw the really? trailer for... Nothing, nothing happened with that one, did it? Yeah. You didn't get a bit jazzed from seeing no, Master I... Chief in his old design? No, of course not. They're, really they're being not. fucking manipulative. They're doing exactly what, what, what they think people want. Is it manipulative want, or you know? is it showing that it's they're It's incredibly listening? manipulative. They didn't show yeah. any gameplay footage. They didn't... I don't know. Maybe there's, there's a big press conference about how they're like, oh, yeah, we've listened to our fans and... We're really going to incorporate all the things that you really want us to, and we're totally not just talking out of our ass like we did every other release. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe I'm I'm just supposed to take what they say uh, as, as fact, I guess. But I just don't trust them. They fucked us over, you know? They yeah, screwed well, up the MCC. I mean, they fair, screwed up but... Halo 5. It's almost every game in E3. Is they, they exactly. They it. <laughs> so I do understand what you're saying, but it's fun. They used the old helmet. Whoa. They they copied and pasted the announcement music from Halo Three trailer. Whoa! I'm supposed to believe it's going to be a good game. That me- tells me nothing. Oh, we found something Adam loves. You're a fanboy for not for Star Wars or anything, but Halo. Halo. I said that Absolutely. was my favorite game. OG Halo. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know you were a fanboy for it. That's nice. We're discovering things Adam likes. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Okay. Wait, who's the so who's the guy who's the head of Xbox? Uh, Phil Spencer. Ralph. Phil Spencer. I fucking hate that guy. He's a puppet. Oh, he comes out with like his jeans, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm like one of the common gamers, you know." And we made this new thing for you, and it's all a bunch of bullshit. He's funny. <laughs> like, some... yeah. He's literally a corporate hack. puppet. It's yeah. really, it's <laughs> really funny. His fake fucking smile. He is literally just a corporate mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. I love, yeah, I love the footage of him 
when the uh, Xbox One was uh, announced and it, and the backlash was so severe because it's like, oh, it's always online because of DRM. We got to check to make sure you're not modding anything. And also, mm-hmm. uh, you won't be able to trade games. There, uh, you got a code that locks it to the console. You won't be able to share games anymore. Uh, you have to use the Connect. It's built in. It's it, you, we can't take it out and people are arguing with him at all these uh, games conferences he's like well i'm sorry we just can't redesign the whole thing it's too late it's literally impossible the console was yeah. was built around this and then months later when nobody pre-ordered the console he's like oh we changed it you fucking lying asshole you're literally just a corporate <laughs> mouthpiece <laughs> well, I, well I feel bad um, for him he didn't do anything he's just yeah, yeah he's just the corporate mouthpiece also that he's wasn't like, yeah, he's paid to lie. That was, um the guy before major nelson yeah Okay, I oh, confused the two. Never mind. No, that isn't the same guy. Oh, I, I gotta look up Phil Spencer now. Don Matrick was the guy that who's like now works for like a mobile games company. He announced it and did a terrible yeah. job, and then Phil Spencer took over to try and like fix Xbox, and that's what he's been doing for the oh. last few years. So he was left like the ruins. Okay, I was talking about Major Nelson. I got confused. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, I don't even know. The Xbox One was a big piece of shit. Also, it was, looked like a VCR. Oh, the original right? one was awful, yeah. Oh, it was so, and it was a hundred dollars more than the PS4 because mm-hmm, it connect. That shitty Xbox, just terrible. Yeah, uh, the Connect, I mean. So I did get excited for one game, although I'm still, I'm still skeptical. What was that? It's the new Trials game, that motorbike one. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know? I know the one. I mean. like Trials. I love Trials Evolution. Yeah. It's really fun, but never heard of it. Trials Evolution perfected it, and then they made Trials Fusion, which is just a worse version of Trials Evolution. So it's like, I don't I don't even trust that this new one will be, you know, as good as Trials Evolution. So I, I can't even really be that excited. Ralph, are you excited about anything? Um, I thought Bethesda killed it. Uh, yeah? You got Doom Eternal, right? And I love Doom. I love what they did yep. with Doom. You got a new Elder Scrolls, which is just the logo. That's all they showed. That was, that was a the... cheap one. <laughs> showed nothing. They hired some like third party company to fucking make that thing. And then <laughs> you got the new Fallout and the graphics look like ass like they always do, but mm-hmm. it looks fun. Um I, I wanna I have a bunch more other things, but I wanna hear what you you're looking forward to. Um I I I'm looking forward to Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I don't know if you guys played the original Ori. It's like a Metroid no. Blind Forest. Yeah. Um I liked that game a lot. I played bits of it. I like the art style. I just didn't uh I didn't get really sucked into the gameplay, but I, I appreciated it. I was just obsessed with that game. Um a lot of people love it, I know that much. Um and, and Smash Bros. And that's, of course. Oh my that's god. Kind of it. That's that's gonna be awesome. I I love how uh the original Smash Brothers trailer, like the whole the whole point of it was like Oh look! Now the uh, Splatoon characters are gonna be in it because that's the only original IP they've made in the past like ten fucking years. <laughs> what about they've arms? literally got like no other characters they can add to it? What about who? Arms, arms? the What's arms that? guys. This like Switch game with with the oh, arms. Oh no! That <laughs> exactly. Oh god! Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I want to play as the arms guy. It's like it's like when they incorporated the Wii Fit instructor it's like you, you guys have not really been making new ips you have splatoon and that's it you've just been recycling the same fucking games over and over and over hey a new they, mario they need to because they're nintendo they got mario the they got like more studio, valuable though. ip than any other fucking video game company and it's still valuable so why do they even need to make anything new 
They never will, probably. They'll keep making Mario games till the, the world fucking yeah, ends. Every studio does it, though, don't they? Yeah, Microsoft sure. and Sony are no different, really. Oh, yeah, they, they're all the same. I mean, Bethesda has their, you know, Elder Scrolls and Fallout, and they yeah. just keep doing them. Did you see that game, Ghosts of... Uh, what is it, Tsushima? Ghosts of Tsushima? Um, I think it's called. Tsushima. Tsushima. No, I think it's Tsushima. Yeah. No, it's definitely it's definitely sashimi. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm we'll fucking with you. Comments. <laughs> yeah, it is so, ghosts of Tsushima. Oh, it is. Fuck you, yeah. Adam. <laughs> yeah. Is it sashimi? It's not sashimi. No, it's Tsushima. Tsushima. Yes, anyway, it's, it's the it's this goddamn samurai <laughs> game where it's open Sorry. world and you're a samurai. It looks fucking great. God damn it! And Death Stranding looks okay, even though. I don't even think there's a game being made. Yeah, how do you feel about Death Stranding? I don't think it's going to be a real game. I think they're just going to keep making trailers for fucking ever. <laughs> just to mess yeah, with so You can tell Kojima's just desperate to make a film. You know? Mm -hmm. yeah. or, some, or, so, or like an interactive film of some sorts. Cause like, he's like, he's like at this David point, the game's Cage. irrelevant. What if he yeah. does it better than David Cage, though? What if he makes the David Cage um, game that David Ga Cage couldn't make? Did you play Metal Gear Solid Five? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, I didn't play through the I whole thing. I enjoyed it too. Yeah, I, kinda, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, the gameplay is excellent. It was but fun. The fucking writing is so bad, and like everything about the direction of it was just bad. And he made the whole thing one yeah. shot because he thinks he's cool, and he puts his name everywhere. Like it's so, so bad. It's just the yeah. game happens to be good. So. Well, he is, he is a game developer. I mean, I've always felt that way about Kojima. But it's, it's but... like it's like he doesn't want to be a game developer. He wants to be like a filmmaker, and he. He's not good enough, so he's like, I'll just make video games instead. That's what it feels well, just like. Just like David That's Cage. That's how David Cage, yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah, described exactly. David you... Cage, I don't know. <laughs> to a T, yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel that way about Hideo. Not not like, because he still makes good games. It's just the writing. There's a, there's a lot of interesting concepts there, but I don't oh, think yeah. it's going to come together in terms of like anything cohesive. How many trailers have we got? We must have got like 20 minutes Three. worth of trailers so yeah, far. Yeah, definitely. And we, and we know nothing. What do you mean by concepts? Just like visually, like what they um, show, like the worlds are interesting. Babies, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, like it's quite <laughs> surreal, and there's a there are a lot of questions that that are begged from the weird things that you're shown in it. You know, I just wish we got the yeah. PT Silent Hill. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, that could have well. been oh, cool. Well. Yeah, that could have been really cool. I mean, I'm, it could be good. I just we don't know anything about it. Thanks, Konami. Fuck you, Konami. you, And then they made some zombie game out of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. What a way to put a nail in the coffin of that franchise. Hilarious. Last of Us 2. Last of Us 2 looks pretty damn good. Yeah, I haven't really watched that uh, that thing, but I saw a clip that somebody posted on Twitter of the lesbian kissing. Mm-hmm. That's oh. about the whole drama. Mm -mm. There's apparently drama about it. What do you know? Um, I was just seeing that there, there was some backlash because I guess some people didn't know that there's a lesbian character in the game. Which is stupid, because it was in the DLC for the last game. That's been known for yeah. years, yeah. It's yeah. been known that she's a lesbian for years. That was just a phase, though. Oh, God. Yeah, mm -hmm. Let's see. it's just the way, though, isn't it, with every new thing like that? There's going to be mm -hmm. some big there's backlash thing. There's always going to be thing. controversy, just fucking yeah. idiots. Exactly, and who knows how many of them there are, because, like, yeah, I don't know. Probably six. Oftentimes, it's just like you get a hand, I don't know, like a dozen tweets, and then that's enough to make an article. Who knows? But yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, of course, there are going to be people that get pissed off seeing lesbian kissing in a game. You know what really piss people off? Seeing two dudes kissing in a game. Because that 
even the target straight. male straight male demographic couldn't possibly relate to you know mm-hmm. that's right we're not gay I, exactly <laughs> you can't relate no dude have you ever <laughs> noticed that we're like gay representation in video games whenever it's whenever it's like a mandatorily played character it's always a lesbian it's always a lesbian mm-hmm. whenever you have gay characters i can't characters, even think of one gay exactly. man from, like gaming I can't think of yeah. one. Never. The only gay dude characters you have are in like RPGs where you can like decide to be a dude and then choose the path of being gay in like Mass Effect or Dragon Age, you know. Yeah. That's because it. they figure just straight guys don't want to play as gay guys. I don't think I straight guys do want to play as gay guys, but it would be kind of uh, cool. I, don't know. To... I mean, I wouldn't really care, but there would be I, I guess a when you're going for like the the default, right? The default's always like straight white guy. And yeah. lesbians are okay because men love lesbians more than anything else <laughs> on the fucking planet. Exactly, exactly. So that's okay. Yeah, lesbian is a very, very highly uh, searched porn term, you know? So, of course, probably the lesbians are fine in, in video games, of course. Yeah, uh, of course. So, Adam, could, I, was yeah. just, I just searched like for gay um, video game characters, and there's so few that I found an article where someone actually listed Birdo as being an LGBT Who's? Sorry, who? character. Birdo from Mario Bros. 2. Oh, what the... The f- thing that shoots the eggs out oh, of Oh, fuck off! No! They- <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is exactly what fucking Disney keeps doing. They'll have a, a finished product, and then somebody will interview them and be like, yo, you think maybe this character's gay? They're like, sure. I think, uh, uh, who was it? Mike... Uh, What's his last name? Stolaska, Red Letter Media guy. I I never Mike learned Stolklasa. how to. I never learned how to pronounce his <laughs> really? last name. Mike Stolklasa. Yeah. He was. Uh, I f- I forget which uh, review it was in, but he was talking about that kind of uh, phenomenon. I think it was in the uh, uh, new Star Wars it. one. Yeah, where yeah. somebody was saying that uh, Lando Calrissian's pansexual, and all of a sudden there's like twelve articles about it, and yeah. it's just like, is he really? <laughs> like, he's not in the movie. And that whole Beauty and the Beast thing where people were boycotting the movie because there's apparently like a gay kiss in it. I don't think there was. No. They said there, there was like there was a, a gay they made Gaston moment gay. or something. Yeah. They made Gaston gay in it. But he's then, not. Like, people were, were championing it like, oh my God, he's gay. We got it. And then not, they're just never even mentioned in the fucking movie, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. I've never seen the movie. I have no idea. There was a. In Finding Dory, everyone made a big deal about a lesbian couple being in it, and they were in it for maybe five frames, and they were off to the left, like you could barely fucking see them. Yeah, well, fish. And they weren't like, and they weren't making out or anything. They were yeah. just like walking. It's like how was I exactly. even supposed to know that? They could have just been friends. Exactly. Good job, oh, Disney. Right. Yeah, they make it subtle enough so that if China needs to censor it, it's very easy. Yeah, yeah. they could just blur exactly the lesbians <laughs> or the gay people out. Yeah, they can take it out <laughs> no problem. They don't have to be a part of the actual story. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to ask you guys what looked bad from what you've seen, because Rage Two, eh, and Division looks boring. But I just don't understand why they would even make a sequel to Rage. Yeah, did that did sell? Like it? <laughs> like, um, did anybody no, buy it? I don't think so. It came out so. like such a long time ago too. I worked at Best Buy, and I remember a lot of copies being there that nobody bought. It was supposed to be like the Mad Max video game, and now we have one of those. Yeah, I just no one made a big deal of it. It came like people were kind of excited before it came out, but then nothing. Yeah. Anything else? The new Batman game that's starring Spider Man. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> doesn't doesn't Spider-Man really excite good. me. To me really? it just looks like yeah, it just looks like it's um totally just ripping off the Batman formula. 
from the Outcome games. <laughs> yeah, I really don't Whatever. care. Whatever. So of course this that's what they're Spider-Man, doing. Everyone's going to rip off the Batman formula. Those are some damn good games, the Batman ones. Yeah, they are. Um, so I, I guess I'll go back to Division 2, unless you guys have any more I just, <laughs> that you think are I, bad. I was just going to ask, Alex, did, was anything else other than Birdo listed in that fucking article? <laughs> it, was just like, it was just like really obscure characters from like Dragon Age, one from Mass Effect, like Caden from Mass Effect. That doesn't count. Those those are literally just characters that are placed there so that you can have a romance option. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, there, there were no like major characters that weren't at least like a woman because uh, Tracer was in there. Apparently, one of the characters from The Last of Us, the the guy who uh, helps you oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. He, apparently, yeah. he's gay. Yeah, he was. And it's in it in the game. All he says is like my partner. But the first time I played that, I never really attributed that to my husband or anything like he didn't say it that way i was just like oh what a, what partner in crime something like yeah, business well, part- you got i never find... really interpreted it's, it that way it is quite explicit don't they because doesn't ellie finds some like gay porno oh yeah yeah, sure. yeah i think that was yeah. optional i don't remember but there, yeah, there's like a whole love letter you can find and yeah. and yeah it's there you just kind of got to look for it yeah but yeah still not a main character exactly so I, what what year do you imagine that could possibly happen? Where you could have like a triple A title, not some indie dumb life is strange bullshit. A triple A <laughs> title of a real video game where a character just happens to be gay that you play as. What year do you think that could happen? Slightly oh, man, after Elon know. Musk gets to Mars, twenty thirty, somewhere around there. Okay. <laughs> and then we can have the movie Mars Needs Gays. That's right. Because <laughs> yeah. Mars Needs Moms did so well. <laughs> well, you can make a sequel to Rage. You can make a sequel to anything. I guess so. Yeah, I'm not even. I don't know. I don't want people to think that I'm trying to imply that it's something that needs to happen or that games industry needs to cater towards my interest. I just think it would be mm-hmm. interesting to see, and you know, especially just out of variety's sake. Yeah, yeah just sure. just for it to exist in some form somewhere. Not saying you need to take Master Chief and give him a. F- a fuck buddy. <laughs> yeah, they they made that new Gears of War game and you play as a woman now. So that's like a nice little change of pace. Mm. Even though probably 10 women play game uh, what is it? Uh, Gears of War. Like Gears You've, of War is not a There've big... been like female characters in Gears. Oh yeah. The Life is the original Life is Strange developers making a free to play game coming out this the month. Captain Underpants one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And I guess I'm excited for it because I obviously have to play it and make fun of it for my channel because they look so embarrassing. Yeah, my Life is Strange series on my gaming channel is definitely the most popular thing that people watch. So I'm kind of obligated at this point to do anything related. (laughs) Looks like shit. (laughs) But it's free. That's a plus. It's a free game. It's just the first episode, though. Oh, probably. Yeah, Yeah, that's what they did for Life is Strange, didn't they? They were like, yeah, it's so... free, but you gotta pay up if you want to continue. Like, Who the knows? games are so good. Episode one is so good, you're gonna want to play the rest of them. It's gonna hook you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I highly doubt this one will be as successful. Life is Strange is just obnoxiously pandering, you know? I, I have no clue anything about it, really. Oh, okay. I've seen some screen grabs of it. I'll, I'll send you my playthrough later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I bet it's interesting. Oh, um, it sure is interesting. Yeah? I'll tell you that much. All right. <laughs> Division 2? I'm I'm so done with games as services. 
yeah. I would go just ruin the concept for myself thanks mm-hmm. to Destiny. So yeah, sorry, what? Destiny's another one. I just thought was so boring. The concept oh, of yeah, what? Yeah, Aichi. Uh, elaborate. Elaborate on what? What games of services? Oh, these services. The service bullshit. What does um, that mean? So, like, take Rainbow Six, Siege, um, Division, Destiny, Anthem. These games that... What's the best way to explain it? They're kind of like MMO lights, where where the idea is it's, it's one game that's just supported for a very long time. Oh. There's not, there's not really a concrete definition because it's still a relatively new thing, but it's what every game tries to do now. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I kind of know what Destiny is. My roommate plays it a lot. All I know about the first uh, division is that it was basically unplayable, and like you could you could trap other characters in a room by just standing in a doorway, like a dozen people trying to get out, but they couldn't kill you because you're on their team. (laughs) That's all I really know about the division is that people weren't able to play it. (laughs) I don't I don't have an issue with the service as much as it usually lends itself to very like boring games with not a lot of content and they just kind of pad it out over time mm-hmm. all the ubisoft games are basically the exact same shit except like a reskin in a mm-hmm. different location some of them you can't use a gun but rainbow six is a good one like i, yeah. I thoroughly enjoy that game i love that yeah. game siege yeah siege is fucking fantastic it's one mm-hmm. of my favorites honestly i've pumped so many hours into it my brother is like addicted to it. He keeps spending real money on the in-game currency. Nice. <laughs> he, had, like, a fucking, he had like a gambling addiction. We had to like sit him down because he was spending like two hundred dollars <laughs> on really? this fucking game. Yeah. Wow. God. <laughs> I'm like Mike. You got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, it was. That's what I they mean. Want. It's still great. I mean, that's what. That's why they have those. So. That's why they have these services, and it sucks. Well, I guess what I'm saying, I don't give a shit as long as the games are good, but most yeah. of the time they aren't. It's like this, the slot machines don't exist for the, the people on vacation having a fun a fun time going down to like Reno or Vegas. They exist for the old people that are there every day. You know, mm-hmm. they exist. They exist to exactly. take advantage of people. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's what uh, that's now, now what we have in our games industry. Congratulations. We did it. <laughs> we did revolutionized applause. gaming. I, I truly feel like uh, the gaming industry in terms of money versus artistic integrity is worse than the film industry. Yeah, I've, I've thought that too. I've seen so many more things being ruined in the gaming industry to the point where most of the games I enjoy at this point or are even excited for are just indie titles. Like I don't trust mm-hmm. a lot of games with money behind them. There's very few publishers mm-hmm. that I can trust at this point. I like Naughty Dog and I like Rockstar and that's about it. We're just lucky that movies aren't able to be kind of broken up and monetized in the same way that games oh, yeah. are. Yeah. The, the fact they're interactive. Yeah. Film just like, patch itself, it. Is, it isn't a medium that lends itself very well to making a franchise out of based on mm-hmm. what it is. Whereas if you, have, if you have a really good game, all you got to do is just keep remaking that same game with different skin or whatever the fuck and it's fine. You tell a movie, it's a story, and then the story's over. And it's like, what yeah. else are you going to do well, with it Like, now? the worst thing movies can do is, like, try and shove in gimmicks, like, 3D and stuff like that to try and get mm-hmm. more money out of you. Or remake but, it, like, I guess, to just capitalize on yeah. the movie, you know. But nothing crazy like the game industry can do. They can yep. just keep making the same game every year, literally, with Call of Duty. Release mm-hmm. an unfinished movie and then patch it. <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. do that shit either. We're going to alpha and then just fucking never finish the game. Yeah, 
Just just get off the project. I think he went hiking on a mountain instead. Do you want this Im- important monologue? That's DLC. <laughs> yeah, you gotta give us <laughs> That's what fucking Mass Effect 3 did. Like, they're... they're, mm-hmm. they're yeah. Oh, my God. I can't fucking believe what they put as DLC in Mass Effect 3. I was so pissed off. Because when I... Yeah, like, so I bought the, the DLC, part. obviously. Uh, what are the species called? It was that called they, the, From Ashes. Yeah. Um, it was the... Pro, pro Protheans, the species Prothean. that they were talking about the entire oh, yeah. first two games, and Major it's very character, important yeah. to the plot, and it explains like everything, and that was DLC. And I'm all I'm <laughs> thinking is like day one DLC. You very clearly wrote this as part of the game, and then took it out of the game so you could charge extra for oh, it. Yeah. Fuck you, EA. They really screwed up Bioware. They fucked EA. Mass Effect 3. They really did. <laughs> EA's been voted the, the worst company of, I think, every year for the I past six EA. years. I hate EA. Worst company. And they there's ruined like fucking so oil many industries things. that kill all kinds of animals and burn down forests, and EA is still voted the worst company. Mm. Yeah, gamers, man. You know what they're like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's things that people pay more attention to, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> fuck the environment. it's just how things work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the environment's not entertaining, so... <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Fuck the birds! <laughs> They're boring. I want to see some yeah. birds in VR. We can recreate the environment <laughs> through video games. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be really impressed when they can just recreate a park outside in VR, Dude. like, really realistically. Meanwhile, we could just go outside and go to the park. <laughs> Why do we even have an endangered species list when we can just look at the animals in VR? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you joke, but eventually we're going to get to that point. <laughs> oh yeah! Did you yeah. see? Did you see how like uh, what was it? Uh, there was a, a, a like a hardware company, like home hardware or something. I don't know what it was. They have like a VR demo of a hedge trimmer, and it actually makes tons of sense why they would have it because they're like, here you can learn how to use it safely and all the features, and they have this specially designed controller that has the same weight and the same haptic feedback as the model that they sell, and. It's just one of those things that Simpsons predicted because they had they had like the fair of people doing yard work in VR with the hedge trimmers. And I just that's I found that so oh, funny that, weird. that we've made it to yeah. that point. But it kind of makes sense. It's not like uh-huh. as ridiculous as it was portrayed. It's like, oh, this I can understand why they have this. But it's just hilarious that it happened either way. And yeah, military uses it now, too. I don't know about your militaries. United States military uses it for training. Because mm-hmm. we got just billions of dollars to spend yeah. on whatever. You can you can learn proper waterboarding techniques. That's right. <laughs> Billion dollars spent on VR waterboarding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any anything else from E3 or video games? No. Well. No. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> no. Mike is done now. Yeah, dude. Wait till next it's, year. Uh, I look at the trailers and I'm just like. These could have been released at any time. There's no reason why these trailers all need to be released at once. You know, cut the bullshit. It's fun and excitement. Yes, exactly. There's I'll take hype. your word for it. Yeah, I mean, it works. They're selling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm always wary of, of the hype train because I, I feel like that gives unrealistic expectations. And it, you know, it, it the hype train existing is the entire reason why the video games industry is able to get away with so much bullshit. You know, if people didn't yeah, blindly just money. go just have these fucking teams of like, I'm Xbox, I'm PS4, and it doesn't matter what features we have because I'm sticking to my brand loyally and I'm going to buy it day one, they wouldn't be able to get away with so much shit. You know, 
If everybody didn't mm -hmm. just pre-order games and buy shit day one because they are so excited for their fucking brand, and if they paid more attention to what they're actually offering, then we wouldn't be in this mess. And that's why I just, I don't yeah. like the hype train. I don't like E3. It's just, it perpetuates that same bullshit, you know? Money talks, man. Money talks. Yeah, anyway. Money talks. <laughs> yeah. It makes money, and it always works. And it is an exciting event if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we had a movie we were going to talk about. Yes, is that what we just want to talk pick. about? Let's talk about spoilers. Uh, spoiler warning: If you haven't seen this movie, go see it now. Uh, you should say what movie it is. The Man Who Wasn't There <gasps> by the Cohen Brothers. Where was he? Very. Nobody knows. It's the grand question. Mm. Um, it's, uh, I should probably give a brief little synopsis, I suppose. Yes. Sure. So it's a a kind of crime noir drama with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Um, I can't remember what his character was called. He plays a barber. Crane. And it's just one of those classic Cohen stories where the sequence of events just gradually escalates and goes out of control, and it's very entertaining. Mm -hmm. um, what do you guys think? Loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I watched great, it yeah. twice. You watched really? it twice? Yes, I did. Wow. Where do you find all this time? I'm always just like... <laughs> <laughs> you know... I don't know where I find all this time. I really don't. I The second time I watched it was literally right before the podcast. I just woke up a little early, oh. made myself some soup, okay. soothed my throat. So, uh, how and, come uh, um, you guys hadn't seen it? H had you heard of it? Did you know it existed? No, did... I, didn't, I didn't know this existed. I oh, knew really? it existed. Yeah. And I love the Coen brothers. They're one of my favorites. I just never, I, I just never heard of this one. I walked past the DVD many times when I worked at HMV. And I always wanted to see it, but I never got around to it. See, that's it. I, I haven't grown up with DVDs. I haven't seen a DVD in like eight years. Blockbuster closed. So yeah. that's why I've never this, heard of it. It seems weird that it's okay. not more well known based on like the cast <laughs> and the and yeah, who's behind the cast it and everything. It's fucking amazing. James it is amazing, isn't it? Excellent in it. Like you got like an all star cast. Yeah. The script, Roger Deakins fucking shot it. This movie yeah. looks mm -hmm. immaculate. Beautiful yeah. black oh, yeah, and does. white. Very well lit. Uh, Incredible lighting. I love black and white Every when scene. it's used really well. And he yeah. used it like he knew exactly what he was doing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was Roger Deakins while watching it. But like yeah. halfway through, I'm like, this seems, it looks so good. I wouldn't be surprised if Roger Deakins shot it. And yeah. I think he shot a lot sure of enough. Coen Brothers movies, didn't he? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's... Uh... He has had his hands in a lot of uh, movies. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but he is, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> he's 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 touched many little innocent movies all throughout his career. Oh, <laughs> Why'd you okay. go to phrase it like that? Oh, no, that uh, okay, well, he is responsible for the traumatization of these movies while they were at a young age throughout their lives. Please. what I mean Are we going to keep rephrasing these? Okay. <laughs> I'll find a better way eventually. Yeah, let me yeah. just keep going. Oh, we'll let you... Yeah, let... <laughs> let me, let's let me talk about something else before Adam thinks of another one. Yeah. Uh, Alex, what'd you think? Why'd you pick this movie? Why'd I pick it? Because it was, mm -hmm. it's, everyone loves the Coens. We're all, we all like them, right? Yeah. We're all big, oh, yeah. big fans. Definitely one of my favorite film duos. We're just you know, directors and writers like mm -hmm. ever. I, 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 there's not a single film of theirs that I've I've disliked. Um, there's mm. still some some I haven't seen. I never saw Hail Caesar or some of their way older stuff. But if we're talking True Grit, Fargo, you know, mm -hmm. all the classics. But this is one I, I watched quite a few years ago, 
And I was just like, why doesn't nobody talk about this? And then re- exactly. revisiting it today, I'm actually, I actually liked it even more the second time. It gelled yeah. with me way more. Yeah. It's, oh, you're gelling. It's a really great film. Yeah, I was just gelling, gelling with it, just <laughs> squishing into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the Coens tell such interesting stories and it feels a lot like, um, it reminded me a lot of serious man where you just got a movie where a guy kind of, he just goes with the flow. He just kind of lives life and just all these things happen to him more Mm -hmm. than him actually having any influence over it. Ah. And it's really interesting. Yeah, of course he does things in the movie, but most of the movies just like things just kind of happen to him. Yeah, there. I mean, the theme. One of the themes is kind of described as the closer you look, the less sense it makes. And yeah. I, I agree with the comparisons to a serious man. Although sticking along with that theme, and I guess the idea of just having things spiral out of control through means that weren't your own. I guess I, I would say that a serious man did it better. I actually enjoy A Serious Man a lot more than this. I really love this movie, both of them, but mm-hmm. I prefer A Serious Man in both of those senses. It's, yeah, it's, it's tough for me to decide between those two because they're both so good and they're going for quite different things, completely different genres, but... Yeah. I, th- I think the message of Serious Man's more, like, clear-cut to me, which is why I think I like that more, too. Mm. Like, it's clearly mocking religion. Like at every like, oh, this guy does everything right, and God's still an asshole. Yeah. And this is like, I don't really know what they were going for through it. I think the the general message is like life kind of sucks, but only seeing it once, I don't really know what I was supposed to get out of it. You know, I don't know if you guys had that issue. But well, first of all, and I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> start too much of a tangent here, but I. I okay. I disagree with the uh, assessment of a serious man with that being just necessarily what they were going for. But let's let's talk okay. about the man who wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> serious man, another day. I guess it was similar in in terms of of themes, but I mm-hmm. kind of got more of a um, I guess traditional narrative out of it. And I haven't seen that many film noirs, so if if there mm-hmm. were I guess, extremely close parallels towards film noir other than the aesthetic and I guess the uh, narration that yeah. I guess I wouldn't just clue into those right away because I haven't seen that many. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Have you seen oh, any yeah, film noirs? It's very, it's very film noir, that, that yeah. flawed character, this kind of like, it's a crime, but it's very understated. It isn't like yeah. some grand bank robbery or something, you know? It's yeah. There's a lot of noirish elements in it. Yeah, the 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 whole sequence of events gets set in motion because he's afraid of being trapped in his life, and he feels as though he's like peaked, and that he needs to try something else, and that he doesn't want to be the barber. And by the end of the film, they describe through the court scene that the barber is the average everyday unspecial man, and so it's really just somebody trying to escape mediocrity in a sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that he feels like he's destined for something more. And I guess that's also paralleled with how he tries to get uh, Scarlett Johansson, baby Scarjo into uh, a career in music because he thinks like, Oh yeah, there's this, I love her music so much. It puts me in this calming trance that, where I, I appreciate it, even though I'm not necessarily a professional musician, 
but he wants her to to reach some sort of level of success because he never could himself like he's how old I, I don't know if they describe his age in the film but you can really you can tell just by looking you at can him. see older. yeah you know like yeah. this is the this is the end of his life he is the barber he cuts hair that's it and that's essentially i guess what the the film is trying to communicate is that he was mm -hmm. trying to escape or, or trying to mm -hmm. um rise above that yeah one of the things i really appreciate about the coens is the way they really naturally put comedy in you know it's quite self-aware yes um, yeah and just naturally funny not not through i think i mentioned this on another episode the way characters and the way they interact is just funny because mm -hmm. they're so quirky without being annoying um that just that all their interactions are somewhat comedic and, and this kind of built around this tongue-in-cheek aspect where I, I was laughing out loud constantly even though it's, it's not really a comedy <laughs> it's mm -hmm, yeah. way more of like a drama thing but and it never comes across as like cheesy or, or trying too hard you know you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's not they're kind of cartoonish, but they you can tell they have They're like subtle. this whole other life. Like they feel yeah. like real characters that will continue on after the movie and that had a life before the movie. Yeah, they have they, such they a talent. Just like, they they clearly know how to work with actors and they probably spend fucking just days well, like working with one them. Scene, like, oh, this all is it your takes character. Is yeah. one scene and then you you like kind of understand the entirety of what a character is about. You know, mm -hmm. like within the first scene of um the the other barber you know exactly what that character is mm -hmm. about and it, the same yeah. applies for every single one in the film and it, it makes it it makes it immediately charming immediately likable and just so yeah. flowing with character it's because mm. every element is perfect from the way they introduce them shot wise to the lighting of them to what they're wearing to their mm -hmm. hairstyle like fucking everything is just like he got they got the most talented people in the industry to craft every single aspect of this entire movie, yeah. and this is what you get as a result. You know? They have a lot of control when it comes to their films; mm -hmm. like they really know what they're doing. And I, I really like the writing, especially um, mm -hmm. not just the sequence of events, I guess, but their dialogue and the way they yeah, talk the is very amazing. fitting for the time period. These little expressions, like willy nilly and stuff, that you know is a real thing mm -hmm. but you just don't hear that often anymore just the humor like alex was saying is fucking amazing that mm -hmm. woman the the husband of the james gandolfini when she goes off oh, yeah about <laughs> how there's flying saucers the yeah. that that i was dying for solid like 10 minutes i i had to pause the movie we were like crying watching it <laughs> yeah that was one of the better parts for sure uh -huh. that we rewatched like three times it's, nice. It was risky too, because it's it's the kind of thing where if not done properly, it could really fall flat on its face and completely ruin the film. Like I imagine, take someone like I don't know, fucking Michael Bay, give him the same script, <laughs> and see see what the what like any comedic inflections would be like in comparison. It would just yeah. be night and day. Could be obnoxious. Yeah. And also, all those cartoony side characters. This happens a lot too. The cartoony side characters characters can take over the movie yeah become yeah. more interesting than the main character that mm -hmm. happens a lot and billy bob thornton still manages to be the most interesting character in the whole thing and you still want to sure. follow him there's a lot of uh very entertaining i guess scenes that can be set up just by putting him as somebody who who doesn't talk much at all next to somebody mm -hmm. who is talking somebody who is much more expressive than him and just seeing the the contrast 
between the two, like the uh, piano instructor and how just like animated and he's like, music comes from the heart. <laughs> and it comes yeah. out here and perhaps she can go out there. And he's just the reaction shot of him just being like, um, I cut hair, you know? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just like, saying that with his expression. Like, I'm just a regular guy. I don't talk much. Yeah. Like when um, James Gandolfini's like just breaking down in front of him and he just yeah. takes the cigar out of his hand. He's like, you're going to burn yourself. <laughs> he just doesn't give a shit. At all. <laughs> I love, uh, I love when the, uh, when the investigators or officers or whatever they they offer him a cigarette and his just his response is literally just to hold up his own like he doesn't yeah. even say he doesn't say oh, oh, yeah. I have one he just shows them if he can communicate it without talking he will like if you remove the narration that character probably barely says anything oh yeah that's totally why they had it in there and they yeah. probably mm-hmm. knew that going in because noir obviously they use narration a lot so like let's make our character really quiet and subdued and introverted. Mm-hmm. Also a staple of noir. So yeah, it's very interesting. Even just the production design, it always feels like the era it's set in. Mm-hmm. Really Is there genuine. a single Coen Brothers movie that's not, or or any set in modern day? I'm Is Inside the One in Davis set modern day? No, that's or... in the seventies, right, or sixties. When's it? Fargo set? Fargo set. Oh, that might be one. It might be Fargo. Yeah, maybe Fargo. Sorry, yeah, like the that rest was in the sixties. They're always making period pieces. Westerns no country for old men. When was that? Yeah, you're right. That was. What about that a serious was, man? Yeah, you're 90s. right. That was, was serious. All... Serious man was sixties or fifties. They're stuck in the past. Maybe forties. Yeah, oh, my memory's but terrible. But they, they, yeah, they right. are the best directors at making period pieces, hands down, because every element is always uh, seamless. Yeah. You never feel like you're in modern day. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, that's uh, so burn weird. after reading. Oh yeah, there we go. Oh yeah, that's nice. one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Got him. <laughs> gotcha. Fuck you, Coens. Hacks. <laughs> Hack frauds. Yeah. Well, if they're going to do every era, they might as well do modern day, right? So, yeah. They made one or two films of modern day. They should make one in year 150. Yeah. Go back AD. to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> they should do one in the future. I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if they're I interested. Just, I can't picture that. that. I That's, can't picture it either, so but strange. they could totally do it if they wanted yeah. to. Uh, I well, I mean, I'm confident in them <laughs> in the sense that they're just masterful at what they do. But I, I'm just trying to imagine what the fuck that would be like—a science fictiony kind of Coen Brothers yeah. movie. Like what? I'm picturing something like her. Oh my god! Like it's it would it wouldn't even be <laughs> like that. Way more, way you more know? comedic and. But yeah, but it won't be like yeah. people on fucking spaceships or whatever. It'll be like who knows? What if they could? Dude. What if they? Pull I mean, that they off? could. They could totally pull that off. They could be set on they the spaceship set from this Mars. movie. Oh yeah, they could be set on that flying saucer. Oh. <laughs> Share the same cinematic universe. It'd be cool if they did a kind of like uh, season four, episode one, Black Mirror kind of space thing where it was like parody Star Trek, like old and new technology <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, you know, like totally like dated too. sci-fi. I love that kind of shit. Yeah. Like yeah, all the, the CRTs. Or the monitors are yeah. all like, yeah, it looks like VHS footage or something. Yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. be awesome. That's always that's always a really cool kind of genre. I don't know how often this happens in Coen Brothers movies, but it feels like it happened a lot in this one where a new character would be introduced just to kind of offer a very specific narrative. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? narrative purpose for the main character and then literally that's just the end of their character like the piano teacher the medical examiner it happens a few times in the movie and it doesn't 
it doesn't feel forced at the same time. Yeah. You know? Like they have their purposes. They still feel like characters. But... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They don't feel like, like a plot, plot devices. Device. Yeah. 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 I'm so fucking tired just from being sick. My mind's kind of. It's okay. It's it's difficult <laughs> no, to no. form coherent sentences. Yes, it's fine. Um, Is it? Yeah, because all their characters feel alive. That's it's just the way they do things. Is there anything you guys don't really like about it? It's almost quite difficult to criticize for anything. Cause oh. It's just it's gone out to do this certain thing, and it does it extremely well. It's it's not too long. It's not too short. Explores most of its themes pretty well. I did. I did find the piano instructor like borderline pushing it when it came to how animated he was. Like that was the okay. first character in the movie where I was like, eh. You know, I could see the actor more than yeah. the character a little. It's just nitpicks it. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just. It just comes down to there are other Coen Brothers films I like more than it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this isn't what I would call perfection in terms of how good something can be but it is still mm. really great it's still pretty mm-hmm. stellar better than the vast majority of movies out there yeah of course does anybody have a favorite character i really liked the lawyer yeah yeah reed and schneider mm-hmm. man i loved uh james gandolfini in it i forgot his character's name he was good. i just love james gandolfini in anything and it was nice. cool to see him play Oh, actually, no, he does pull out a gun and tries to kill him or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was going to say, it's nice to see him not play a violent guy, but he is a violent mm. guy. Oh, well. My favorite character is the dry cleaning guy from Sacramento. Oh, he was yeah, so yeah. funny. Yeah. He was so yeah, funny. Yeah, he's brilliant. Did you notice how, like, everybody in the movie is lying? How everybody has, like, yeah, a, a big fucking secret that mm-hmm. just fucks them over? Mm-hmm. Including the main character. Yeah. Or at least everybody who dies is lying. Not everybody yeah, in the film, but every, everybody who's... has got a little secret. You never know. I guess. I guess I'd mm-hmm. never know. But yeah, like, when What are comes... you saying about the dry cleaning The dry cleaning person? Oh, he's uh, hilarious. I thought he was a little... I thought he was over the top. Oh, really? But yeah, yeah, I didn't mind it. But like what you were saying about the actor, like these guys are... They're supposed to be exuberant, <laughs> crazy guys because, you know, they have to be for their profession, so... I, mm. I don't even have a problem with the piano teacher. Well, you really. you could always say the same for being an entrepreneur, though. You know, like you have to be a yeah. bit yeah over the top exactly. to try and to sell your like, product. I mean, he was over the top. It just didn't bother me because I'm like, oh, he's supposed to be because <laughs> that's his profession is to be over the top. Well, yeah, exactly. Like the character is performing, too. You know, yeah. like he's trying to sell well, like someone that, something. Like he's trying to sell an with, idea. Where Billy Bob Thornton's like, is this contract going to fuck me over? And then he like freaks out and goes like, <laughs> yeah. you can take the contract to your lawyer. Blah, blah, blah. And that's exactly. what made him not look over it. So again, exactly. it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's why it totally worked. The character is performing as mm-hmm. well. I feel the same way about the piano teacher. It's his like exuberance that just made Billy yeah. Bob Thornton go, ah, fuck it. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, <laughs> fuck <guess> this so. <laughs> guy. <laughs> there, are people, there are people in real life who are constantly putting on a performance and how they act mm-hmm. yeah. too. So. Oh. I guess it's not that unbelievable. I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. My one nitpick is that Baby ScarJo cannot play the fucking piano. It was fake. It was really yeah, fake. Yeah, I, I thought it might be. Yeah, it was incredibly fake. Did they ever? Ha- did they ever have a close up on her playing the keys? Or no, like, but as the shot like gets closer in the one 
<clears throat> that zooms in from behind, you can tell she's not even like pressing down on the keys. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could see her just fucking like twiddling her fingers around. Yeah. Uh, she was pretending. Oh well. She was doing a very good job pretending. Much better than the yeah. girl in the movie Victoria, but yeah, great movie. Loved it. Yeah. It's so great we can't even think of anything bad to say about it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Normally I can just think really of something significant shit. Mm. I yeah. feel bad giving like another five out of five because I've just been given five out of fives for like four weeks straight. Or mm-hmm. Five weeks straight. It's because we keep choosing I mean, like the cream of the crop. So. Oh, don't worry, yeah. don't worry. I got a don't, recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah. something too for next yeah. next episode yeah. or the one after. Well, whatever. What would you give it, Alex? Um, I previously had it as a four out of five, but I, I put it up to a five. Nice. We deserved it. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect for what it is, I reckon. I would give it. A nine, possibly a ten, but no. I'm just I'm safely a nine right now. Yeah, I'll have to watch it again. Sorry, no point. perfect score. Ouch. Uh, Has anything won the three five out of fives or ten out of tens? Yet? I don't. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like something did. I think for Barry Lyndon, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that was it. That was yeah, it. that was a perfect score yeah. from all of us. And Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously. We need another Cloverfield paradox. Let's talk about oh yeah, one show. one thing that I that I I guess just before we're we're done talking about this movie, one thing that I really I really loved about it was um, not just the uh, dialogue, but everyone's names. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look them up. Ed Crane, Doris Crane, Frank, man Big who... Dave Brewster. Yeah, oh, yeah, Big Dave. They're so insane. C- like I wonder Tolliver. how they came up with those names. They probably just like I guess they would have Birdie. to just research old names. Yeah. Freddie Reden Schneider. Oh yeah, the two officers, Persky and Krebs. So good, <laughs> Persky Perfect. and Krebs. Awesome. I guess yeah. we're going on to questions. Yeah, good job, Cohen brothers. You can ask your questions on the Reddit. You fucks. <laughs> I got some. You got some, Alex? I didn't, because I just have okay. your ones. I got okay, notes from there. So. You got any, Adam? No. We got loads here. I've been Typical. busy. You're a lazy bastard. <laughs> I'm so lazy. <laughs> so, let's talk about some bad films. Smoking the Powder asks, what film would you consider the worst of all time? This is a um, weird thing we've never talked about, is our least favorite movies ever. I find it I just as difficult to answer as, like, what is the best film of all time? Yeah. Um, there are plenty of them. I feel like in your heart of hearts, there's one answer. <laughs> in my heart of hearts, I, yeah, I, I picked two. Um, okay. One for like a film that hardly even counts as a film, and one like <laughs> big AAA kind of blockbuster film that I absolutely despise. So the right. uh, little film called Shark Exorcist. It's probably one of the worst films I've seen. <laughs> nice. Um, I didn't even find it funny. I just thought it was completely awesome. nauseating. And as far as kind of the worst thing that comes out of Hollywood, what the worst I could think of was probably. Transformers: Age of Extinction. Oh, um, that one in particular really, Worse than Suicide really Squad. pissed me off. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it actually was okay, worse cool. than Suicide Squad. Nice. Yeah, I never oh, saw no. it. So, don't. Oh, really? <laughs> it's really bad. That's the one they never finished. It's, a- it's actually insulting. <laughs> I found it insulting. What, what I don't think I don't think that's the worst movie ever made because the forest battle was like technically well done. So, in Age of Extinction. 
Oh, Age of Extinction? Oh, fuck one. that movie. Yeah. Oh, the dinosaur one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Age of Miller. Extinction. I thought you were ta- I thought you said Revenge of the Fallen for some reason. No. That's funny. No, Age of Extinction. Just whenever I hear Transformers, I, I think Revenge of the Fallen because that's... No, 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 no. Oh, man, Age of Extinction. I'm so glad I stopped really after bad. two. It's, yeah. It's the one where like the whole second half of the movie, they just teleport to China for no reason just to handle <laughs> to that audience. Nice. It's so awful. Hey, they introduced teleporting in the second one because the writers had to figure out a way to get to God. Egypt. So why not use it again? Oh, Stanley Tucci is fucking Merlin. What was that? Oh, yeah. Just everything, everything about it, especially <laughs> about the humor. It. I fucking hate Michael Bay's sense of humor. It's, it's, it's insulting and childish and he should know better. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The fifth one had Stanley Tucci's Merlin. I get them all mixed up. Well, I yeah. apologize. Stanley yeah, Tucci was, is was, in the fourth one, though. Yeah, he was in right. Age of Extinction, though. Oh my god! <laughs> As well, just playing like a different character, like a businessman. Oh, that's funny. And then he shows up in the fifth one as Merlin, because why yeah. not? Yeah, <laughs> paycheck. Because Michael Bay does not give even a remote fuck. Nope. No, no, he does not. <laughs> and that's why I found it so insulting. Yeah, I hate those movies too. Yeah, insulting is a good word for it. Pandering, they believe you're insulting, stupid. Racist, sexist, <laughs> just, uh, just every, every fucking bad thing is like the Transformers movies. Yeah. I also find this question a little bit difficult to answer because I don't go out of my way to see the worst movies in a year, you know? I go out of my way to see the best movies in a year. So whenever somebody's mm-hmm. like, "What are your what's your worst movie of the year or worst movie of all time?" It's like, "Well, I don't really know. I guess I could say my least favorite, but even then, I'm sure that, you know, there's ones that I've turned off that I haven't experienced all the way through that could potentially be my least favorite, but I would never know cuz I skipped through them." You know? Okay, yeah. what pops into your head then when you heard the question? My default answer is Megan is missing because that is one of the movies I've covered where like there's no redeemable qualities. You know? Yeah. Like it looks like shit, all the acting is cringe, none of it makes any sense, and it's just like it wasn't even fun to watch. It was the <laughs> o- the only the way ones, you yeah. could make it entertaining is to make a funny video out of it and that's it. Yeah. Like it's not even mm-hmm. something that I could recommend as like a Neil Breen esque movie or anything, you know? Like it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a very lazy movie too on top of it. Yeah. Just the the found footage thing already adds a level of laziness to it. But not even he didn't replicate how teenagers talk. He didn't replicate he tried. fucking <laughs> anything remotely how teenagers act on camera or how they use the internet or how social media works. Everything yeah. about it was fucking wrong because he didn't care. Zero redeemable qualities to it. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. And I guess other other movies that I could think of in terms of just how terrible they are in my head, whenever I think of the worst experiences or movies that I hate the most, they're usually just unnecessary remakes. Like the new old boy, yeah. like the 2013 old Ugh. boy. Cause it's like, even if, if let's say the first old boy never existed and this was like, I could watch the 2013 old boy and be like, okay, that was like a three or four out of 10 movie. Like it was just kind of bad and dumb, whatever. But the first movie existed, like the blueprint was there. You know, you didn't, mm-hmm. you didn't just create something neutral. You, you dove headfirst into the fucking ground, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like you destroyed it's... something. The blueprint was there. You could have just recreated it shot for shot, you know, and you didn't. No, but it had to be like a gritty action movie. For had Americans. to be Americanized. Yeah. yeah. And it sucked because what makes that story work is how it's told. <laughs> and they told yeah. it a completely different way. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Alex, you were going to say something. Well, just going into that point of these 
absolutely completely pointless remakes like Total Recall, Robocop. Like there's no worth to them at all. Utterly exactly. pointless in every aspect imaginable. Not one thing is improved upon. Mm-hmm. They're they're even worse than the worst movies because they're so forgettable. You you just you see them and you forget you ever saw them. I saw oh my least favorite movie. It hasn't changed after last season. Is still the worst <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Have you guys seen this? No. <laughs> I've seen I? a video. Of it. <laughs> no of it. I mean, I you should just marvel familiar. at it. It's five million dollar movie shot on film, and it looks like absolute ass. Oh, <laughs> this is on my watch cardboard. list. It's lit with okay. like one fucking spotlight the entire movie. The plot makes no sense. Like the worst fucking. Oh, nice. Sound yeah, this is on the bottom. Ever 100. Oh, it's so fu- and the worst. Like it's a theory that the guy who made this movie. It was just an embezzlement scheme. Nice. And he took all the money and ran and spent oh, like eight bucks awesome. on the actual film. Oh, and then he great. created like a thousand fake IMDb accounts to rate the movie like an eight out of ten. Oh, that's Luckily, great. Luckily, my review of it knocked it down a lot. But yeah, it was like there were reviews like it's a it's a masterpiece. Or oh, whatever. that's so good. And all the film prints are burnt because the production studio didn't want them back. They said ah! it'd be cheaper to burn them. That's so <laughs> funny. Like, I can't believe they shot it on film. It looks so fucking bad. You would swear it's like a digital camcorder or something. That's great. Anyway, that's it. Perfect. <laughs> Good answer. Next. Oh, another favorite question. Larsh, favorite documentaries. We never talk about documentaries. Yeah, I can start. I've got some some good ones. There might be some overlap. I'm not sure. One of my favorites is called Going Clear. Scientology and the Prison of Be- of Belief. That was it. Yeah, it's an excellent one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The HBO documentary. That was on my 2015 list. Such Good a one. just solid documentary. Really interesting from beginning to end. I really liked Tower. Ah, oh, can't wait to see that one. Shit, I haven't seen. Not it one yet. of my favorites. Well, but well have you really not seen good. it, Adam? Yeah, it's been on my watch list. It's like oh, wow. 2016, oh. so I haven't gotten huh. into it. Yet. I thought that's how I knew it, but I guess not. But um, yeah, and Tickled as well. Of course. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Really, really good. <laughs> Thank you, Adam, for that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I knew that. I hope one. I only heard of it because of you. Oh man, I've I've one more. Um, the look of silence is a is yes. an emotional one that is yeah. that is so so well made that at points I was questioning: is this is this scripted? Like I can't believe what I'm seeing like is actually happening in reality. Mm-hmm. It was that it was that good. I, I need to out. know right away if you've seen the act of killing. Um. I haven't, but well, I've been meaning to. <laughs> well, you know, know that those are companion pieces, right? You know that those are like yeah, from the yeah, same director know, about um... the same. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, the act of killing I actually think is better after watching really? them both uh, multiple times. But like, same reasons to enjoy it, I guess, but told from a completely different perspective and much yeah. more fucked up. Like the act of killing is like astonishing. I, and I know the look of silence is amazing too, but the act of killing is. I was going to recommend that as one of my favorite documentaries. Um, okay, I'm going to have to check that sure. out soon then. Yeah, director's cut. It's a longer one, but holy shit, it's totally worth it for sure. Especially nice. after multiple watches, it's just it's nuts. Well, I haven't seen Look of Silence, but Act of Killing is great. Dear Zachary, awesome documentary. If you want to feel like shit, especially tons of good documentaries out there. There's one called. Um, Armadillo, which I think was like a Danish documentary. Oh, Armadillo's a really good one. Yeah. It's like a really it's a real genuine feel of of like war, I guess, in mm-hmm. the war environment. 
It's very uh, fun and action-packed. I'm always recommending a bunch of documentaries on my top 10 list, too. So usually, usually like a third of them are documentaries. So I guess just if anybody wants to find more documentaries, just uh, watch those videos because I'm always recommending those. Art and Craft is a really good one, too. What did you guys think of um, Catfish? Um, I like Catfish. Yeah. I was expecting like a monster to be in the woods or something. That's funny. They sold that they sold that <laughs> they sold that movie like what the fuck is he going to find? They always just, do just, that uh, shit. I can't spoil it. Yeah. Not they always it. do that shit, you yeah. know? Whenever there's yeah, a, a trailer or whenever there's a, a film that could be presented or marketed in a kind of horror-esque way, they always do that because it's such a it's such <laughs> a reliable default to make money. Mm-hmm. It sells, you know? yeah. But but it sells, yeah, exactly. I mean, I know, it got me it's to so see it. frustrating. And then, I mean, it wasn't the Cloverfield monster or anything, but I, I liked the movie. So. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. At the yeah. end of the day, it did work. Horror sells. Anything marketed as a horror movie sells. Yeah. I, I prefer, well, I love those documentaries. I love documentaries more about, like, just kooky people or just random people who live in the world. Um, G.R. Dreams of Sushi is one of my favorites ever. Mm-hmm. It's just about a little dude. Just an old guy makes sushi every day. He loves it, and like his son trying to live up to him somewhat. That's a great one. And then probably my favorite is uh, either Hearts of Darkness, which is about the making of Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. or American Movie. Ah, uh, I really want to see that. It's just about a bunch of fucking yet. rednecks making a movie in the South, and it's or not in this. I don't know. I think it's Minnesota or Missouri or something. It's yeah. so funny and so endearing. And sad, and it's like every emotion you could feel during a movie, you feel during that. It sounds great. Yeah, it's probably my favorite. I really, I really want to see that one, but I haven't yet. What do you think of uh, mm-hmm. Grizzly Man? Grizzly Man's amazing too. Yeah, Grizzly Man's awesome. Uh-huh. Although Werner Herzog's uh, rants get a little, <laughs> like when he's showing footage and he's like, "The bird's nature, and the man is part of nature, and he's exploring nature." He's like he goes on these fucking random ta- tangents that are. A I'm silly, trying to understand but... the mindset of someone who <laughs> yeah. would live in the wild with the bears. It's like, shut up! We're not here for you. He's so overdramatic all the time. He's, I love it. Because the, there's there's like an audio tape of like when this guy got killed. Spoiler. And. It's it's introduced in the first five minutes. You know he dies. Is um, it? Yep. I forget. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> it on it's, it's like on right the at the start, like he died. So <laughs> okay, uh, everyone knows he's died. But yeah, he he listens to it. And he takes off the headphones and he goes, "You must burn this. It must never be heard by anyone." It's like, all wow. right, Werner, relax. What kind of <laughs> accent are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> I can't do any <laughs> fucking accents except uh, New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> so you should do that right. instead. Yeah. Did you see that somebody uploaded the audio from the killing, but it's really fake and people believe it's real? <laughs> yeah. There's like a YouTube video of, of like when Timothy Tre- is that his name? Am I getting his name right, I, or I am know. I confusing it with somebody else? Oh, whatever. I, when, I don't know. The guy who the guy who got mauled by the bear in the documentary, and it's literally just somebody recreated it, and it sounds like kind of convincing but it's really fake at the same time yeah i, I can people see why it fooled some people yeah yeah it's like you really need to hear the audio for that it's probably destroyed Sleep. yeah of course i don't think yeah i don't Werner think told her to burn it, it. <laughs> i don't know if warner told me that i'd fucking flip out as much as burn this yeah. all right 
Just get out of my house. I do. I do have a uh, morbid curiosity, but I respect the decision. Next question. Right. Next question. Next. <laughs> We're gonna end on that note. Uh, Rashad the reactor asks, "What are your favorite dramatic roles from usually comedic actors?" I got one. Okay. Go. Uh, Jim Carrey, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. God damn it. Fuck you. <laughs> that was the go-to. Yeah. Um, that was the go-to. Th- yeah. He's fucking excellent in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. proves that he could do anything. He's in some movie with Charlotte Gainsbourg, like that came out recently. That's very dark. I'm curious to see it. Mm-hmm. My answer would be Adam Sandler and Punch Drunk Love. Still mm-hmm. haven't seen it. Stand I would guy. love to see it. I, really? Oh yeah. my god. I own the Blu-ray. No, I've been meaning to. It's another one of those I've been meaning really? to watch, but just haven't um, got around to. Perhaps yeah. you should recommend it sometime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe don't watch it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I thought I should watch it. Yeah, well, not yet. Just let's let's okay. wait a few months and see what happens. You never know. But yeah, he's he's amazing in it. I'll leave it there because I don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing as Adam stole my one, the only <laughs> other one I have or could think of was Will Ferrell in that movie Everything Must Go. I don't know if really? you guys have seen that's, it. That's the best you could come up that's with? That's the best I could come up with. Because like normally I can't be bothered with Will Ferrell and he's really annoying, uh-huh. but I was like, I don't hate you in this movie and he's fine. I don't really like yeah, the he's, film. Yeah, he's, he's good at but... it. I, gotta, I don't like him at all either. How uh... about um Steve Carell in Foxcatcher? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like Robin Williams in One Hour Photo, although I don't think that oh, movie's yeah. great. But... Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's more. There's definitely more. And I'm just scanning my <laughs> Blu-ray shelf right now. Uh, yeah. What's it? Marlon Wayne's in Requiem for a Dream? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah there we go. He's so there's good one. in that. Yeah. And he's yeah, goddamn just so annoying in everything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's like the entire like 10 years when John C. Riley played normal characters and wasn't a baby man yet. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. When he was like in the hours, hours and shit. Yeah, it's always funny seeing him like that. Bill Murray, I admire how much he goes. He alternates from like comedy to dramatic stuff. Sometimes in the same yeah. movie, I'll give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's all I can think of. Oh, Seth Rogen and Steve Jobs. That's it. Seth Rogen's great oh, in yeah. Steve Jobs, and yeah. Jonah Hill is great in Wolf of Wall Street. Even though that's still oh, a yeah. performance, it's just you know it's more of a performance than him playing Jonah Hill. They exist. But I'm sure we're missing some, but uh, we gave a few answers, I guess. We did it. Yeah. We can do one more. We did it. Okay. Shagadelic99 asks (laughs) What's a genre of film you have the hardest time getting into? Um, Romantic comedy. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm really not fussy. I'm not fussy, is the thing. Yeah. I feel like I like most genres, but. Yeah, I like my genres. a hard one. I'll give anything a chance. Is the thing. I mean, Adam, you don't like superhero movies. I find I I don't know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's a genre. I guess superhero movie is a genre, right? It's not. Is it? Is it a genre or like a subgenre? I don't know. I don't even know. It's, I guess it's more of a subgenre. Like it would be classified as like action, right? Yeah. Action adventure comedy. Depends something. on which one it is. Yeah. Right. Like zo- zombie movie is a genre, but it's a subgenre of horror movie. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I feel guess. like animated movies for me. Yeah, like I, really? the only animated movies I really watch are like the kids ones, and there's all these art house ones that I hear are amazing. Like we were talking last week with Chris Stuckman, um, what's his name, who makes the anime Miyazaki. He's, 
Miyazaki. I've never seen any one of his movies. Mm. Like the only artsy animated films I've really seen, Anomalisa. There's probably like one other one. Persopolis is one that I love. Yeah. But yeah, it's just I've never really gotten into adult animation. I don't know why that is. Because there's not much of it. Well, Wes Anderson directed two of them. I mean, uh, you like Fantastic those, Mr. Right? Fox is for kids, and oh. Isle of Dogs is for Adam, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no uh, Isle of Dogs. Yeah, it's a bit more mature, I guess. All right. That's like that's like mainstream animated movies. I mean, like fucking weird art house movies made like like Persopolis or anything like that. I per- haven't Percep- seen many of those. Persepolis. Is that how you pronounce it? Persepolis. Well, I think that's how it's spelled. I don't think it's Persopolis. Yeah, I, I, for whatever, whatever the title is of that, I liked yeah, it. That was a good movie. Um, I don't know if there's a specific genre that I'm unable to get into other than romantic comedy. It's just when there's so few of something that that I would even start to consider being good, you know? Like romantic comedy yeah. is definitely kind of just pandering to a demographic that I am not, I guess. You know? The yeah. bad ones are. That's every. That's every genre. There's always great romantic. Well, yeah. Comedies. There's always there's... pandering. Like I don't know. What's a great romantic <laughs> comedy? You could say Eternal Sunshine. No, that's not that a romantic hints, comedy. That has hints of uh, sci-fi in it. Well, what what would you consider that? I guess that's a drama. Mo- that's a drama. <laughs> that's definitely a drama. It's you not a romantic it's comedy. Funny and romantic. There's comedic. E- there's comedic and romantic or... elements in it, but it's not a romantic comedy. That's it's the a thing drama. when we when we separate like the romantic comedy genre from like, if it tries to be anything more dramatic, then it, we just call it a a drama yeah. instead of a romantic comedy. But there are a, a, a lot. That's a lot of ro- like romantic comedy elements in Eternal Sunshine and in Scott oh, Pilgrim. Oh no! But it's... and in. I don't know. I could name other you can't... things. Even Shaun of the Dead has it a bit, but yeah, yeah. The, certain elements. You could say, you could say any any movie that has a funny moment and a relationship in it is a romantic comedy. Then I don't. No way. I kind of. No fucking way. Well, that's not <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. Then you know, like just well, because just because there's a scene in a movie that's that has a horror esque element in it doesn't mean it's a horror movie. You know. Well, you could call Annihilation a sci-fi horror movie. Because it's got more yeah, elements in sci-fi. I mean, yeah, but that's... So a romantic comedy. What is a romantic comedy? It has roma- romance, comedy, and drama, because the story has to have drama. And Eternal Sunshine is all three of those things with a hint of sci-fi. So I could say, huh, romantic comedy. If somebody asks <laughs> you for a good romantic comedy to watch, I wouldn't even begin to say. suggest <laughs> Eternal Sunshine, because somebody who's asking for a romantic comedy is probably not going to enjoy that movie. It is yeah, listed well. as one on um, IMDb. Just checked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just... Oh, hey, hey, IMDb coming in clutch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. it, it says drama, romance, sci-fi. Yeah, that's one of the three. Yeah, yeah. Ro- right. I said there's romance, and it. it's not romantic comedy. That's different. But then, what is that even If you're talking mean? like really corny romantic comedy, then yeah, that those movies are just shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Annie Hall. That's a good one. That that's that Woody Allen stuff. He makes great romantic comedies. Yeah, there are that's good true. ones out there. Yeah. It's the same with any genre, though. You just have to wade through the shit to get to the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just feel yeah, like there's exactly. less good ones in that genre. That it's a difficult one for me. Yeah, to get into. yeah. Silver Linings. You could say playbook. the same about horror, though. Do you guys like Silver Linings Playbook? That's a, I uh, I like a good it. one. No, I didn't love it. No. I couldn't get into it. Mm. No. Okay. How about Leon the Professional? 
Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lolita. Yeah, basically. I saw that movie recently. That's why I brought it up. It's it's a little a little unsettling. It was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I just feel kind of weird that film. But... <laughs> Alex, what's your answer for... Uh... Uh, if I really had to choose, because I just don't... The question doesn't really apply particularly. Like I'll give anything a shot, but films that I that I tend to take a long time to get around to seeing are, are war films. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I can only take so much of it, you know. Like, I feel you there too. It's actually. totally the opposite for me. That's one of my favorite genres. Really? I um, love that shit. Yeah. Because you're American. Exactly. It's because I'm American. I fucking love shooting. Yeah, things. yeah. It's in your but, blood. <laughs> it's in my blood. But yeah, I, I love a good war movie. There's a lot of shit you gotta wave through again or put to the it, side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not that I dislike the genre. It's just it's it's often quite a heavy genre. You know, it's like it's not <laughs> the most lighthearted heavy? entertainment. Um, heavy is in you know Schindler's List is isn't like oh, really? doesn't perk up your day or anything. Um, okay, I I find it yeah. hard to get into war movies, but mostly just because they seem like the same thing over and over. Same oh, really? reason I yeah. find it hard to get into superhero movies is because they all just blend into each other. You just got to find the good ones, I suppose. Exactly. No, I, I get you. I get you. There are many it feels, bad It feels like films. a lot of them just try to be Saving Private Ryan and just don't do a good job. Or, yeah. Or they try to do Michael Bay over-the-top patriotism, like a commercial for the United States mm-hmm. Army. I don't know how many of those you've seen, but I've seen quite a few. I've heard Brothers in Arms is really good. I want to see that, that miniseries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, really it's rated. Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Brothers. Never mind. Sorry. Band of Brothers. See, Brothers you got to love too. Right? <laughs> um, Band of Brothers. Yes, it's really good. And it has some great battles in it. Same yeah. Private Ryan. Some little jacket. And that's it. And that's that it. is it. We got him. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a yeah, goddamn minute. We got a movie to recommend. I want to. Rec- I'm recommending a movie. Here we there, go. It's and if you wanna if you wanna be cool and hip and uh, listen to us talk about the movie without it being spoiled for you on the next episode, then you should watch the movie beforehand. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a film <clears throat> called uh, Martyrs from 2008. Oh. And you uh, mentioned this before, right? Yeah, I uh, wasn't aware that you guys hadn't seen it. I guess it's from 2008. Do not. Watch the American remake. Thanks a lot, Jason Blum. Uh, there's a really <laughs> shitty one from I think 2015. Do not watch that. Yep. Um, so this okay. is the 2008. But yeah, um, I would I would argue don't yeah, look up. Yeah, this is 2008. I would argue don't okay. really look up too much about it. I oh, seem to remember the 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 description on the back of the DVD actually being a bit spoilery. Oh really? So I guess yeah. Just it's nice to be able to experience the sequence of events genuinely and not be spoiled mm-hmm. uh for it and uh yeah i i guess i won't say too much about it other than it should provide for some interesting discussion not for the faint of heart also it'll provide mm-hmm. it's a, not a family friendly movie it's uh there's some people i wouldn't show this movie to because i don't think they could handle it but uh oh, really? <laughs> It's yeah. one of those. Yeah, okay. but it really, but it's uh, it should provide some interesting discussion, and um, we will be discussing it with Moist Critical. 
Hooray. Hooray. Boy, uh, Penguins, right. Penguins Zero. Penguins Zero. Critical. Yeah. Why is his channel named that? I think he yeah. just named it in like when he was a kid and never changed it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I named mine. Well, think I want to stick with this fucking name? Yeah. <laughs> Better than Fagatron. Anyway. Yeah, I guess. Sounds <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, he'll be joining, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll be talking about martyrs. We'll be talking about a bunch of shit. Uh, thank you all for uh, watching. Ralph, there was something that you wanted yes. to mention before. I, I don't know if you wanted to leave this till the yeah. very fucking end. Oh, yeah. But I'm just we remembering right now yeah. that uh, you wanted thank to you mention something. Me. Yeah, no we fucking so problem. We got so caught up in other things yeah. that we now have a website called sardonicast.com. So you mm. can go on there. And we got all of our content. And if you pay uh, a simple $2 a month, you get to access all of our episodes early. So we usually mm. finish editing these around, what, Thursday or Friday before they're released. So we'll throw up the audio and video on the site, and you can listen and watch whenever you want. Yeah. And they're usually finished that. a few days nice. early. Yeah. As so you get to no see issues. it. Well, the, the biggest issue for most people is that they'd like to listen to the show, like, when they're running or in their car or something mm -hmm. and having to buffer on YouTube is a pain in the ass. Cause there's a lot to buffer. You got to buffer a video. Mm -hmm. So just having like, mm -hmm. a, you know, an audio file on the site, they click play and then close their phone and it plays. It's great for them. So awesome. We, we designed the site. You guys will like it. We'll keep updating things if something sucks or whatever. Yeah. We're trying to get on Spotify. Still need to be approved. Uh, I don't so. think it's going to happen. It's been fucking know. five like, months, right? <laughs> should we, yeah, should we just try sending in another fucking thing? I don't know what that's all Maybe. about. Yeah, anyway, we're trying, to, we're trying to get more options for you guys to listen to, but right now this is the best one other than YouTube. We're also going to add stuff to premium. Yes. Later on, maybe. Yeah. This like, is a work, always be a work just, in progress. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Well, we want to make sure it all works. Yeah. We haven't thought this working. out very well. <laughs> we, we literally no, I have just a, started I have a master doing plan. this shit. Yeah, Ralph's, Ralph's got a plan, but none of, none of the other of us know anything about it. Uh -huh. It's like the Saw series, how yeah. they had everything planned out from mm, the beginning. You're <laughs> Tobin Bell. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I die in the third one and then keep coming back. Yeah. They totally had everything planned out from the beginning. From, from the first Absolutely. Saw movie, they knew that they would be making Jigsaw in 2017. <laughs> Uh, that's right definitely amazing all right thank all right. you guys so much that's for watching it. uh we'll see we'll see you next uh two weeks later goodbye bye bye bye, bye. bye.